0: Life is full of challenges. With an unpredictable economy and just the surprising life changes, you need to be prepared to weather any storm. Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney Kevin Tharp and Financial Advisor Gary Anderson are available to help you with life's difficult decisions. This is Truth
1: in Planning. Your retirement, are you ignoring the impact of inflation? I'm Gary Anderson, Financial Advisor, Anderson Advisors.
2: And I'm Kevin Tharp, Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney.
1: Kevin, as you know, we've had some pretty stiff inflation numbers over the past couple of years. Uh, Last year, 2022, being probably the the most impactful experience we've had with inflation in a long time. But it has not stopped yet. It's still out there and it's still going. But last year, we saw an increase of 9% in people's Social Security benefits. Everybody who's on Social Security, or anybody who is over 62 years old and you weren't even taking Social Security at the time, you got a pay raise. You got a future pay raise added to your Social Security income. So that 9% really was helpful. It's something that you know we don't see very often. Typically, the numbers are 2 to 3%. That's kind of what we can expect. And people always say, and it's very true, that, yeah, I got my 2% increase or 3% increase in Social Security, and that was just enough to offset the increased cost of my my benefit payments, my, my uh, Medicare payments. So, yeah, this is what you run into with Social Security normally. But last year was an exception, but we needed that exception because inflation was really, really digging into our pocketbooks. You saw the price of gas jump. You saw the price of food and, and groceries and anything that you actually use from day to day, those things were affected the most by inflation. So people who are retired really felt the impact of that more so than people who were still working. Why? Well, people who are retired typically are on some sort of fixed income. You've got Social Security. You may have a pension. You may have distributions from your 401k probably your IRA now or it will be soon most likely you've got that income that's coming in and you pretty much count on it be the expenses uh, going up some but not necessarily by 9 10 12 percent like we had seen during that time period and like I said we're not out of the woods yet some of the inflation numbers you're, we're seeing right now are in the three range. I would argue that. I think we're probably looking at some of the numbers that I see. We're still in the six range. because And, and most people will verify that because they'll tell you every time they go to the grocery store, a price is higher on something they normally buy. And I had a client of mine tell me the other day that you know there were, there's a, a, a local fast food restaurant. I say local, but they're, they're all over the country. And uh, he said they maintained their prices all through last year. Big inflation numbers in this particular restaurant held their prices to what they were prior to the big inflation run that we had. And he said that was impressive to me. He said I know they took a big hit expense-wise because everything they were buying for my meal was costing more, but they were absorbing that. They weren't passing that along. Well, he said he and his wife left church the other day, and they stopped by this restaurant because this is one of the places they like to stop and pick up something on the way home from church. And he said the price had gone up 25%. Wow. <laughs> he said the same thing from one week to the next, and the price was 25% more. So they finally had to catch up. And I'm sure that restaurant the bottom bottom line was telling them, you got to do something here or we're going to go broke and when you have a chain of restaurants like that. So he said, yeah, we we got a little uh, reality check then because the prices went up. But he said the food was still good and it was as good as it ever was, but the price was certainly uh, something that wasn't very appetizing at the time. So inflation is very real. It affects some people more than others. It affects younger families with children, young children. Affects them a lot because of all the expenses that are involved with, with having children. The transportation cost of moving children around, a lot of different reasons for that. But on the other end of the spectrum, people who are retired are affected by it dramatically as well. So that's something that when we retire, when we we set up a a retirement financial plan, hopefully as we're going into retirement, having that ready before we actually hit the years that we actually stop working, then we need to factor in inflation because it's going to be a real thing. And we're talking about, if you're retiring now at 65, 70 years old, you could easily be here at least 20 to 30 more years. And if you don't believe inflation will have a huge impact between now and 20, 25, 30 years from now, you're just not facing reality. So this has to be a part of the overall plan. A couple of weeks ago, I said something about wait and see. You do not want to wait and see when you're 85 years old that you've now run out of money because everything costs more and you didn't plan for this years ago. And so that's why you do have a financial plan for retirement. If you don't, you certainly need one.
2: Today on Truth and Planning, I'm talking with my co-host, Gary Anderson, financial advisor, about the impact that inflation has on our retirement has not will have future tense. Let's wait and see and see if it will. It will, because the bottom line is everything costs more over time, just a gradual increase. I know I had a client that came in to see me, and uh, it was about five years after their uh, brother or sibling had come in to see me, and I did planning for them. And the price, the fee I charged his sibling five years earlier was more today than what I charged them uh, back then and he's like wow you, you know you're more expensive now and I said yeah because everything costs more yeah I have to raise everybody's salary that I work for uh, he teased and he said yeah and in your daughter in the second year of college and I said yeah that's a big part of it too <laughs> yeah it costs more
1: and that college costs more as well absolutely absolutely and so yeah and that's a good point it, when you get have a when a, the price of something goes up, there are a lot of things built into that that you can't avoid. For instance, with you, benefits, employees' and in, uh, income, salaries, things like that, they go up. It costs more to run a business. Everything that we pay for costs more. So, yes, you have to be able to pass some of those cost increases on to the people who you to do things
2: even the free waters we give our clients they cost more
1: well they yeah and that was pretty noticeable too by the way absolutely (laughs) so yeah this is something that we have to be aware of please do not leave this out this is a huge red flag for people when you're not considering things costing more over the next 10 20 30 years and Kevin it is an easy thing to build this into a retirement plan and when we look at retirement income plans when we develop a plan for someone that's one of the numbers we're plugging into that plan and we'll look at maybe a 3% annual inflation rate we may plug in a 4 or 5 or 6% annual inflation rate over time so there's there's some variables there but we want to have a good look at how infl- inflation will affect you both now many many years from now plug that into the retirement plan then you'll have confidence through your retirement years that you're going to have enough money 20 years from now or 25 or 30 years from now to do the things you still want to do then and also take care of yourself because then we get towards the final you know 10 years of retirement things actually can start costing you more again You're spending more money. A lot of times it's on health care. It's on health care related expenses. So you're going to have an opportunity, I hate to say, to spend more money if you live long enough. And so we've got to be ready for that. So if you don't have a retirement plan in place, which a lot of people don't, Kevin, it's time to put one in place. And uh, we're always happy to talk to people about this. and, And we don't charge for a A uh, complimentary consultation naturally but sometimes just even a conversation like that will give you some good ideas so you can call us at Anderson advisors 888-371-2847 and we'll be glad to to, uh, find a time for you to come in
2: coming up in the next segment we're going to talk about trusts and taxes trusts and taxes. I'm Kevin Tharp,
1: elder law and estate planning attorney. And I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors.
2: Gary, a lot of people don't uh, know this, but a part of my legal background in the start of my legal career, uh, I worked for the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, I worked in a specialized department called the estate and gift tax department, and I dealt with uh, a particular type of tax called the estate tax or inheritance tax. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. Um, And I was there for a few years and uh, then I kind of had to make a career choice because that's about the time that Missy and I met and started dating and we were getting serious. And uh, my father in law kind of hinted around that I'd have to choose between either marrying his daughter or working for the IRS because no son in law of his was going to work for the IRS. I think it had something to do with Maybe they eat their young or something. I don't know. But I made a great career choice because I left the IRS and not long after that opened up my law practice and uh, married Missy. So but given that background, what I've learned about taxes and trust, uh, we're going to talk about today because I do primarily the planning that I do with my clients. Uh, I deal with trust and I deal with a particular kind of trust called a revocable living trust its a trust that you set up right now and revocable uh, means you keep ownership. You can change it. You can set it up on a Monday and get rid of it on a Tuesday as opposed to an irrevocable trust, which is the opposite. It is a an irrevocable trust is a trust you set up while you're living. But once you set it up, once you title things in the name of that trust, you give up complete ownership and control. And mostly you give up all benefits and irrevocable means just like the word in the Bible. It means you're not going to be taken back. It's permanent. And so it's real hard to undo an irrevocable trust. And it's really important to make that distinction because there are a lot of professional advisors, financial advisors, CPAs, attorneys, There are a lot of uh, individuals outside of those industries, lay people and clients themselves, people at banks and others. They hear the word trust and they automatically go to it's irrevocable. There's this idea there that all trust are irrevocable. And so that's why I start out with it's very important uh, to make that distinction between a revocable trust and an irrevocable trust. Uh, And an irrevocable trust means you give up ownership. But one reason it's important to make that distinction is because the type of trust you choose will have impact on your taxes. And in estate planning, there are three taxes, types of taxes that we encounter. And the first tax is the tax that we encounter called the income tax. It applies to all of us. And uh, it sometimes can apply to those we leave things to, getting an inheritance. The second tax is uh, inheritance tax, estate tax. And that's what I did when I worked for the IRS. I worked on this specialized and collected this very specialized tax on behalf of the IRS, but not everybody has to pay this tax, even back in the day when I was working for the IRS. It depended upon the value of your estate when you died. And then the last tax that we we deal with is uh, property taxes. We all pay property taxes on the real estate that we own. And so when a trust interacts, when you choose a trust as a part of your estate planning, there's either going to be a change in your tax status or there is going to be no change in your tax status. It's one or the other. It's either going to be a change or it's going to be no change. Now, that change could be a positive change. It could help reduce your taxes Mm -hmm. or potential taxes. It could be a negative change. It could increase taxes for you or for those you leave behind. So let's break down each one of those taxes and how does it impact not only you, but how it impacts your family.
1: You're listening to Truth In Planning. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Tharp, estate planning and elder law attorney. And Kevin, estate planning, people sometimes don't realize the close correlation between an estate plan and the tax plan that should be going along with that.
2: There is some impact, can have some impact. And one impact where your estate planning choice could have an impact on your taxes is in the area of income taxes. And in estate planning, you've got two choices because because there's two document choices you make in estate planning. That's how you start your estate plans, kind of like when you're going and picking a car. You've got... Two choices. You're going to pick this kind of car or this kind of car. And so when you choose a will as a part of your estate plan, you know this. It's not going to have any impact on your taxes at all. It's not going to change how you file your taxes, how much you pay in income taxes. It's not going to have any change if you choose a will. Now, there's some other consequences down the road that could have some impact, to your family, but there's no change in your income taxes. Now, if you choose a trust, and if you choose a revocable trust, the same rule applies. When you have a revocable trust, there is absolutely no change in your taxes. Do you know why? Because you don't you give up you don't give up ownership. You keep ownership So there's no tax penalty. So it's
1: like you still own it yourself. Yeah,
2: you do. There's no change. As far as the IRS goes, they ignore a revocable trust the same way they ignore a will. Because you can set up a revocable trust on Monday and get rid of it on Tuesday because you can set up a will on Monday and revoke it on Tuesday. There is no change in ownership. Therefore, it does not affect your taxes. And that's a very important thing to remember because throughout the year we seem to get a lot of calls in different times of the year and we particularly seem to get a lot of calls for our clients when we do trust. And January 1 rolls around and it's a new year. People are looking forward to the taxes, looking forward in terms of preparation, not in excitement or anticipation, (laughs) but they're looking forward to it. And so we start getting calls from our clients, sometimes even occasionally from their CPAs, but mostly it's from clients, and here's what they tell us. Our CPA wants a copy of that trust because they, their CPA told us we're going to have to file a tax return for that trust. And the reason they're asking that question or making that asking us is because the CPA thinks, oh, trust, irrevocable, got to file a tax return. When you have an revocable trust, again, like I said earlier, since you keep ownership, since you don't give up ownership, the IRS ignores it. So you don't file a tax return for a revocable living trust while you're living. The IRS ignores it. And nine times out of 10, we've already told our clients that. We even give them a letter that tells them that, but they forget it. So they call and they are like, oh yeah, that's right. It makes sense. And then you never hear that question again. So not all trusts are irrevocable. Revocable trust, since you don't give up ownership, you don't file a tax return for it. So it doesn't change your taxes. You pay your taxes, file your taxes the same way you always do. Okay. So there's no change in taxes when it comes to a revocable trust. The second thing is um, there is no change in taxes. When you leave your spouse, or children an inheritance through a trust, they pay no income tax. There is no income tax on receiving an inheritance with one exception. And that exception is if you leave your children IRA money or 401k money, they pay taxes on it and that doesn't change because they get it through a trust. We hear this question all the time. Oh, my CPA or financial person says we don't need to do a trust because we're going to pay more in taxes or our kids are going to pay more in taxes if they get an inheritance through a trust. Absolutely, positively false.
1: Kevin, if I want to make sure I'm putting together the right plan that addresses my taxes in a positive way, how do I get in touch with you?
2: Gary, the best way is through my
1: website, kevintharp.com. Coming up, taxes and retirement. Preparation versus planning. Taxes in your retirement. Preparation versus planning. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors.
2: And I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney. Ah, tis the season that we always look forward to, and that's tax season. Mm-hmm. It happens to come right on the heels of after celebrating the holidays with our loved ones and just that good feeling. We're starting a new year, and then all of a sudden, the tax notices start coming in and the W-2s start coming the in, and in. The 1099s. 1099s and all of those. And that your CPA sends you the tax preparation reminder. And so it's all of a sudden, it's like, boy, that just takes all the joy out of it, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah, and it's kind of like Groundhog Day. It just keeps happening over Over and and over and over. over. Every year, it just happens again. And sometimes we really act like we're surprised that it's happening again. and It's only been happening your entire life, but it's still kind of hard to get used to because this thing just pops up. You don't think about it. Like you said, you had holidays, you had Christmas, Thanksgiving, everything was wonderful. And then the 1099s and the W-2s start to roll in. And if you're a retired person, you don't have to worry about any of that, right? I mean, isn't that the the common belief that we've had over the years that, oh, when I retire, my taxes are certainly going to go down.
2: I'm not making any money.
1: Yeah, I'm not making as much money, but taxes are going to go down, right, Gary? Well, not necessarily we're seeing a lot of people these days who really, Kevin, have as much income in their retirement as they did when they were working. And that's an incredible position to be in. Income when it comes to retirement is so important. It is everything when it comes to your retirement funds, your finances. So it is important, though, to understand that when we're planning we talked earlier about planning for inflation during retirement. We can actually build that into a retirement income plan for, for you. And we know what to anticipate years down the line when inflation continues on. We know that we will be able to cover ourselves and we'll be able to, to enjoy our lifestyle from now till the day we leave this earth, till the day our retirement is over. And when we get into taxes, it's the same situation. Knowing that we're going to pay taxes, and Kevin, that's another thing that's going to inflate too, by the way, is taxes. We know we're going to p- be paying more taxes percentage-wise over the next several years than than we were because, number one, the 2017 tax cuts go away January of 2026. January 2026, we'll, we'll go back to the, 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 uh, the Tax Cuts Act of 2017 is no longer in effect. It's not going to be extended. I can pretty much guarantee you that. And we're going to be paying more in taxes automatically again because we're going back to the, the, the brackets that we had prior to 2017, unless a miracle happens. It could, but don't count on it. We have to anticipate when someone's retirement plan that those taxes will go up. And we know they're going to go up over time. Taxes 20 years from now certainly won't look the same as they do now. And given the amount of budget deficits we've had, the national debt that we have, there's no other way, as far as the government's concerned, as far as our politicians are concerned, our legislators, no other way to address these things, a lot of times, uh, outside of raising taxes. Now, there are ways to save money. Our politicians aren't quite as good at the saving money as they are the spending money side of things, and they're also very good at looking for the first source of those funds, and that first source of those funds for, that they want to spend are us. We, we, they, the money will come from us as taxpayers. Don't ever let anybody tell you that the top 1% is going to get a huge, you know, they're going to be paying a good portion of this. It trickles right down to all of us when it comes to how much we're going to pay in taxes, how much taxes are going to increase. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody because I'll tell you, like we talked about with inflation, if you've got that, if you have the plan already in place, if this is part of your retirement income plan, knowing that taxes can go up, let's say they don't go up quite as bad, well, it's okay. That's just extra money you're going to be spending. But let's make sure we're planning for this so we're not surprised 10 years from now during our retirement.
2: We're talking about taxes in retirement and how to prepare for it. And it's more than just preparation. It's a part of your plan. I'm with my co-host, Gary Anderson, financial advisor of Anderson Advisors. And, Gary, there is a huge difference between preparing taxes Mm -hmm. like we have to do every year, and planning for taxes, mm-hmm. because there were years uh, in the past, especially when I had my own business that I really I had a my, my tax return was prepared, but I didn't really plan for what happens if I have a good business year. Mm-hmm. So when my CPA at the time. Went over my taxes with me and handed me my tax return to sign it. She says, I got some good news and bad news. I said, start with the good news first. And the good news was, you had a great year in your business. Wow, that's exciting. The bad news is, because you had a good year, you're paying more in taxes. And the same news can end up in your retirement.
1: Well, and and, and that's a good point, too, Kevin. Yes, if we're paying more in taxes, there's a good chance we're making more as well, especially during our working years not quite so much during our retirement years although let's say you're retired when you were 66 years old and you've got a 401k that's the main source of your retirement income and your retirement funds are these wonderful 401k's that you invested in all these years and they grew maybe both spouses have a great 401k plan that with their work then You're going to have to start taking money out of that that 401k, which will now become your IRA, most likely. You're going to have to start taking taxes out of that, and it's something called or taking income from it, and it's something called the the required minimum distribution. We have to start taking money from those retirement plans, whether we want to or not, at some point in time. Right now, 72, soon to be 73. It will eventually move up to 75 over the next 10 years. But go ahead and anticipate the fact that those requirement distributions are going to kick in, and you're going to be paying a lot more money on taxes then than you are now, because guess what? Every bit of that plan, every bit of that money that's in there is totally taxable, because it was pre-tax money that you invested in that 401k. And so now, somebody's got to pay the taxes. Well. You being the recipient of the income from that 401k, yes, you will have to pay taxes on all of that distribution when it comes to the traditional plans. So we have to anticipate that. When we set a retirement plan up for people, that is one of the big factors. Inflation was one, taxes are another. Let's not be surprised in 20 to 25 years, when you're really needing this money, maybe even more than you do now because health care concerns, inflation, things like that, you need this money and you haven't anticipated how much in taxes you might pay, then you're going to be really, really surprised in a bad way because you're going to use a lot of the money that you thought you were going to be able to use on everything else you're going to be sending to the IRS in the form of taxes every year plan for it. And Kevin, you're right. Planning and preparation, two different things. They work hand in hand, hopefully. I communicate and I work with a lot of CPAs that people have, my clients have. And we like that line of communication because we can do a better job of managing their assets, managing their investments when we know what the tax preparer needs to be able to do that. So basically, we're tax planners. We're tax in, in, to income planners. Your retirement should be a plan that covers taxes and do it in a way that you won't be surprised. So we want to make sure that the plan does cover that and you're able to live out your retirement years without having to spend unexpected amounts of money on your taxes. That's planning. The preparation side is what happens every year in April when you have to to send in your tax report, your tax return, your accountant is your tax preparer. Together, we can make sure that you minimize your taxes.
2: Gary, how can our clients start that line of communication with your office?
1: Kevin, they can call us at Anderson Advisors, 888-371-2847.
2: In the next segment, we're going to talk about why a revocable living trust does not change your property taxes. A revocable trust does not change your property taxes. I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney.
1: And I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors. And Kevin, I think it's important that people understand the value of planning for taxes, estate planning-wise, just like they do financial planning-wise for their retirements. Estate planning sometimes comes even earlier than your retirement plan comes because you're wanting to put things in place Because you have a family now.
2: Something could happen to you before you retire. Mm -hmm. We see that all the time with many of our clients, that there's unexpected illnesses or people just pass away unexpectedly uh, well before their retirement years. But a lot of our clients are in or near their retirement years. And in estate planning, this topic inevitably comes up. And it inevitably comes up the topic of property taxes because, we're dealing with a trust and in the previous segment we talked about that not all trusts are the same there are two kinds of trust there's a living trust that's a trust you set up while you're living and then there is a trust that is set up when you die in your will called a testamentary trust and there's a huge difference between the two and then of the living trust A living trust, it's either one or two types. It's either a revocable living trust or an irrevocable living trust. And there is a huge difference between the two. And the difference is with a revocable trust, you keep ownership. And so based on that bedrock legal principle, because you keep ownership, a revocable living trust, like we talked about in the previous segment, Will not change your income taxes. It will not change how you file your income taxes. You'll still file your 1040. Join if you're married, single if you're not married, but you'll file a 1040. You'll report your interest and earnings off of your investments and your withdrawals from your 401ks as you always do. Nothing changes. You don't have to file a separate return for your revocable trust because you keep ownership because you can set it up on Monday and get rid of it on Tuesday. The IRS ignores it, so it doesn't change anything come January 1st when you're starting to gather all your tax information to give it to your tax preparer. You don't have to give them separate information about the revocable trust because you keep ownership. Not the case with an irrevocable trust. When you give up, use an irrevocable trust, you give up ownership, and there are tax penalties for doing so, and one of them is it's going to change how you file your income taxes. It's going to change. You have to do a K-1. You have to file a 1041 for that because the IRS recognizes that entity since you have given up ownership. So keep that in mind when somebody is recommending an irrevocable trust, maybe for asset protection purposes or to try to qualify for veteran benefits or Medicaid benefits. Be mindful when somebody is recommending that, that it's going to change taxes for you and your spouse. It's also going to change uh, your property taxes because you give up ownership you are no longer going to be able to qualify for homestead exemptions, senior school tax exemptions, if your county offers that. It could be it's a violation of any uh, covenants that you may have registered for to save on property taxes. Why? Why is there a change in my property taxes? Because with an irrevocable trust, you give up ownership. But if you put your property and your land in a revocable trust, Georgia law is very clear. It will not have any impact on your property taxes. Now, you may have to go register for your homestead exemption in the name of your trust, but it doesn't disallow your homestead exemption. It's still you. It's still you. You've not given up ownership. If you're a senior and you live in the county where they give you a senior school tax exemption, since you've not given up ownership... Since the same person who's the owner is over 65 or 70 or whatever age it is, it doesn't change anything. Because you keep ownership, it does not change your property taxes to title your home in a revocable trust.
1: Kevin, if I want to set up an estate plan and I want to set it up carefully, to me it seems like I need to be talking to someone like you who can set up this estate plan so all of a sudden I don't have these huge tax bills coming that I wasn't expecting right in the middle of maybe even my working year still.
2: Gary, estate planning and asset protection go hand in hand, and one of the things about asset protection is we're not necessarily planning to protect from getting sued in a lawsuit or getting a divorce, but one thing we want to do is we want to make sure that we don't create more tax problems for our clients and their family. Mm And so that's why we stick with keep ownership. That's one of the fundamentals of asset protection and the planning that we do in estate planning is we tell our clients, keep ownership of your stuff. Now here's another reason why we tell people uh, to use a revocable trust rather than an irrevocable trust. What about income taxes to our beneficiaries? What about income taxes? Uh, when it comes to leaving your children or your surviving spouse an inheritance. Well, here's what I can tell you about that. When you get an inheritance, there is no income tax. Spouse or children, you pay no income tax on getting an inheritance with one exception. If you inherit IRA, 401k, retirement account money, and you're a child, You are going to pay income taxes, and you got 10 years after your parents' death to take the money out of that retirement account and pay taxes. That does not change when you inherit things through a trust. I'm going to say that again. You do not pay more taxes on an inheritance if you get it through a trust. You do not pay more taxes on the IRA you inherit from your parents if you get it through a trust. Because while your parents, while you're living, the IRS ignores the trust. When you die, the IRS passes through everything through the trust. And the income tax rule is there is no income tax on receiving an inheritance so if my dad leaves me life insurance proceeds, I don't pay tax on receiving it. If my dad leaves me a house, I don't pay tax on receiving it. I may pay tax later on when I sell it, but I don't pay tax on receiving it. If my dad leaves me an IRA, I don't pay tax, I pay tax on that, and that does not change because I get it through a trust. We hear this all the time. With clients calling us and telling us that uh, why they were told, you don't need to do a trust. You don't need to leave your IRA or your life insurance or a house to your children through your trust. They may have been told that by their CPA or their financial advisor. You're going to pay more taxes. I don't want to leave my children things through a trust. I was told by my financial advisor. They're going to pay more taxes if they do. You don't pay more taxes because you get an inheritance through a trust. That's just the simple rule. There is no income tax on receiving an inheritance. And that doesn't change because you get it through a trust. You pay income tax on inheriting an IRA. That doesn't change because you get it through a trust. Your property taxes are not going to change if you title your home or land in the name of a revocable trust.
1: Kevin, it's very clear that taxes are an issue. I don't think anybody minimizes that. But there is a very, very good way to plan for taxes both now and through your retirement. So, Kevin, why don't you give people your information so they can talk to you about it?
2: Gary, the best way is through my website, kevintharp.com.
0: Investment advisory services are offered through Anderson Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm. Anderson Advisors is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investments involve risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Any reference to protection, safety, and lifetime income generally refers to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the strength and paying capabilities of the insurance carrier. This show is intended for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. You should Consult with a financial advisor to help determine the best options for your particular circumstances. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not endorsed by the United States government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions construed herein, presented by third parties, have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. Completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Gary Anderson nor Anderson Advisors is affiliated with attorney J. Kevin Tharp or any guests on this show.